We're good. Okay, here we are. Episode 150. We finally are getting the 150. We, we finally made it to 150. Yes, there was such a buildup and then it got postponed Nothing. for a while. Billy ruined it. Stop. Whatever. He did. Whatever. Welcome so, to Health Function, episode 150 with Potafria and Crystal. And we're here. We're here. Alive. Exhausted. Uh-huh. Uh, for those of you that don't know, don't have social media, Bill, Billy, Tiptoe, Elvis passed away last Tuesday. Um, the official cause of death on the death certificate is in stage COPD um, and some type of cardio shit. Uh, basically, his heart stopped. Duh. Um, that was the cause for our hiatus uh, the last few weeks. There's been a lot yes. going on. Crystal is very occupied uh, at, with the rest of the family, too, just kind of leading up to that. And, yeah. Uh, I literally sat in the hospital for the last three weeks. Yeah. Probably a little over three weeks. Um, At one point uh, when he was released to, so I'm just going to say this and I don't give a fuck. Tampico Terrace in Walnut Creek, California is a bunch of lazy, unqualified motherfuckers. Incompetent. The amount of advocating I had to do for my dad's mental health while there is just unbelievable. There is a huge lack of compassion in the medical field. And it's and just inexperience and like fucking attitude. Like, disgusting. I can't even believe the way that they acted about his medications. And I know the last episode we talked a bit about that and just what you had to do to you know, get him his dosing. So, you know, he was also on a thickened diet because he was having um, issues swallowing. And on his board next to his bed, it said, patient must be sat with while eating. He can't eat unattended. Mm -hmm. Well, they got lazy and they stopped watching him. And I know that for a fact because I saw the CNA let him eat a donut and say, oh, fuck it, it's okay. Yeah, see, no. I actually have an uncle that died from eating steak unattended in a facility like that uh, a few years ago, my mom's brother. And yeah, like when that's um, a concern, it has to be taken seriously. So that's really fucked up. Yep. So the reason he wound up back in the hospital is because he aspirated while eating or drinking and it caused pneumonia. If dad would not have got that pneumonia... He probably would have lived until at least the middle of December, if not maybe Christmas. He didn't have long, but he probably had a little longer, according to the doctors. Um, Yeah, developing pneumonia definitely fucking played a part. And then when he got in there and palliative care came to talk to us, my dad had said, I'm done. No more medical intervention. He wanted the antibiotics stopped. Um, He was just like, I'm done. I'm tired. I'm yeah. done. And so Will, Rich, and I sat in the hospital with him 24-7 for probably a week straight. Stayed the, They let us stay the night. Uh, our kids couldn't say goodbye to my dad. They had to do it FaceTime. Um, that part really sucks. Yeah. But um, at least we got to be there. And But I'm so... I'm so glad that even because COVID is still a concern with hospitals and doctors offices and all that, like even, uh, you know, general appointments that I'm going to now, like you, you have to go alone. You can't bring anybody with you, no kids, nothing. So I'm actually really happy that they let, excuse me, your brothers be there, you know, also and not have to take turns, you know? Yep. Um, Yeah. That was really nice of them. We had to be vaccinated in order to do that. So I know everyone don't feel the same, but dude, thank God we were because we got to fucking sit in there 24 seven with him. Um, the, the last day, uh, he was awake. It was like 
three days before he died up until he like went to sleep, you know, permanently and never woke up again. Uh, he, he was still asking me for Norco's. He was going like this, Chris, good, putting his hands to his mouth, Chris, good. <laughs> it took him like 25 minutes to good. swallow the motherfucker, but I was still giving him to him, even though he was like hooked up on more. He got it down. He sure did. So he stayed true to I mean, we've talked about that before. Like, yeah, making it as smooth as possible. And like, we joke about like getting him drugs or getting each other drugs when it's that time. But like, it wasn't a joke anymore. At one point, it was no. like, do you want me to come up there? Like, yeah, no, know, but I'm glad him. that he had that. Yeah. yeah, I asked him, I said, do you want me to get fentanyl? And he had said no. And then I was like, do you want me to do the pillow? And he was like, no. And I was 100% and you were serious. serious. Yeah, I was. Well, yeah, because after a while, it was like, uh, I don't want to say dragging out, but like, it seems like it was hard. Like, you know, like, because he, he yeah. was being stubborn almost. I don't know yes. how to describe it. My, he was very scared to die. So... Um, yeah. I think he like fought it as long as possible. If I could have upped that morphine drip myself, I would have, you know? Yeah. So, but he went very Not peaceful. Up, uh, Go ahead. Sorry. There's like a delay also Sorry. with our uh, recording right now. We apologize for that. I was going to say um, that's, that's like a common thing, like to, you know, not want to like give up. Else, yeah. I guess you say when my grandma was in the hospital um, and she was on her way out, uh, I had talked to her and she was like super struggling almost to like breathe even. And it wasn't like I just a memory came to me like I had told her, you can go ahead and go like, you know, um, like it's OK, you know, and she nodded yeah. and she totally understood what I said and then passed within like two minutes or something after that. But oh. like, you know, it's almost like they have to be reassured, you know, that it's OK, um, which is understandable. Yeah. It, that's totally understand. You know, I, I would be the same way. Yeah, my dad was worried about Carolyn. And, you know, so I told him. My brothers too, you know, dad, it's fine. We got her. She'll be yeah. fine. You know, and we made sure that he knew we were really proud of him. And we thanked him for, you know, changing his life for the last 16 years. We made sure he knew we, we were so proud of him, even though he was a motherfucker. Um, you know, I told him his dog would be taken care of, even though I hate it. Um, yeah, yeah. But like just letting him know he doesn't have to worry about all those things, you know, yeah, it's probably a, sure. a relief. I'm glad he he was coming to like coming in and out also and able to like talk and yeah. You were, you were yeah. You were great about like sharing footage going live, you know, because he really impacted a lot of our lives. Like you shared him yeah. with all of us. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad that we were able to be included in part of like his home going yeah you know we're all of us are very open and honest and transparent and you know we share everything so I just figured you know I've we've shared so much of our lives I might as well share the not so um you know the death process and right. you know all that and um my dad was at one point for for a couple days he was seeing my Nona, his mom, and he was calling mama for her. And I was just like, God, I, I hope, you know, she, she's there. I hope he's, she, he really is seeing her. And to me, that was so comforting to hear yes. because that made me like so much more comfortable with the thought of him passing on, you know, cause yeah. it's like, he's going to be good. Like, yep. yeah. When, when you told me that it was a huge fucking relief. And then one other thing, and then, you know, we can move on if you want. Um, so my dad's closest friend was, is this Filipino dude, JR, who worked at the gas station across the street from his house. And, you know, they've been good friends for the last shit, 15 years. Mm -hmm. And I had went in like five days before my dad died. And I was like, hey, Jay, I just want to give you a heads up. Dad's in the hospital. He's dying. You know, it's going to be any day. And Jay had said, uh, well, I'm going to say my prayers and I hope he gets better. I, I'm not, I don't want him to die, you know? So I went in there, um, Friday after dad died, he died on Tuesday. So I think I went in there on a Friday. Mm -hmm. I'm lying. Maybe it was Thursday. Either way. Um, 
I walked in and Jay goes, I know your dad died. And I was like, well, who told you? And he goes, well, um, so dad died Tuesday. He said Wednesday morning at 4 a.m., um, I woke up from a dream and in my dream, your dad had walked into the store and he always called my dad, William Paul. And he said, your dad walked in, but he looked so healthy and fit and a little bit younger. And he just looked so good. And I remember saying, wow, William Paul, you look so good. And my dad was smiling hella big and was like, I know I'm loving it. Look at me or something like that. And then Jay had woke up and he was like, I knew the minute I woke up that your dad had died. I really, I told you this already, but I really do think like, excuse me, that's something he would do, you know, like sure. um, we'll show it, off. Well, yeah. To show off <laughs> for sure. To show off. Like I'm, I'm loving this. I'm moving around. I'm fucking moving and grooving and I'm doing shit, you know, like yes. I definitely think um, that was him, you know, saying goodbye for sure. Yeah. And that he's good. Like letting people know he's good. Yeah, I, I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad you told me that. That makes me feel so good. Yeah. One thing I was going to tell you guys, um, we have like a little group text, me and her and her stupid brothers. Um, <laughs> but I had told her them, I was like, remind me, this was, you know, a few days after he had passed. I was like, remind me to tell you guys what's been going on because I definitely think he's been fucking with me. Oh yeah. I forgot. I forgot. And then they didn't remind me. So thank God I had it in my notes, but, um, like we're coming up also on the one year anniversary of me losing Steve. Right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. It's in a few weeks. And I've said before that like, he fucked with me a lot and like in life. And then after, after passing, there was like little shit he did, like hiding hair clips from me and shit like that. And I knew 100% it was him. Right. So I had actually put in my notes before your dad passed, um, missing toothbrush. And so what happened like, uh, a few weeks ago, I was in the bathroom, I was getting ready to brush my teeth and I keep a toothbrush and a tongue scraper together, right? And it's like in my bathroom, in the cabinet, on the shelf. And there's, you know, there's no other toothbrushes in there but mine. So I go to get it out and um, I kind of fumble a little bit and I drop the toothbrush. And then, you know, I still had the tongue scraper in my hand. When I say I tore that motherfucking bathroom apart, I'm talking about pulled rugs out, pulled unplugged shit, like moved everything that could possibly be moved. Cabinets were closed at that time, except for my medicine cabinet. Crystal, the toothbrush still has not been found. What? And there, it's not a big bathroom. Um, I'm just going to say it's not a big bathroom. Not a big bathroom. There's no windows that it could fall out of to really be gone. You know what I mean? But I kid you not, I looked everywhere. I looked inside fucking every corner of the bathroom, everything that is anywhere, any bottle or anything, I moved it. I even looked in the tub, like could it have hit something and hit a flip into the tub? The toothbrush has still not been found. Shut up. And I know 100% that was Steve fucking with me. Knowing sure. and I, I was like hella irritated. You know, when you first wake up and you just want to like do what you need to do, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm like huffing and puffing and hella irritated, like on my hands and knees, searching for this goddamn toothbrush. Mind you, I had more like new ones underneath the sink. So I feel like he also knew that. But that was my first um like nuisance uh, with the dead recently that happened. And you still was- haven't found it. No. And listen, I check every fucking day because when I'm putting toothpaste on the new toothbrush, I think to myself, that bitch still ain't turned up. Like where the you fuck stole is it? it? It's nowhere. It's nowhere to be found. So I know for sure that was Steve. Now, a couple of days after your dad passed away, weird shit started happening. And it was shit that only I noticed, right? Like before there was shit that would happen here, you know, that the kids would notice or guests or whatever. Um, yeah. Shit. It was very obvious shit that would happen. Like, um, so my son, he sleeps in the living room, right? And when he gets up to go to work, like sometimes he'll leave a fan on or he'll leave a TV on or you know what I mean? And I'll go in there hella irritated and have to cut shit off. So the way my TV is in the living room, if you don't, if you leave it idle for a while, it'll kind of go to sleep, but there'll be like a faint glow. So, you know, it's still on. Right. But it, yeah. like, it went to sleep. So the screen is still black. It's like super dark gray. 
So it was like that. And I had got up to make a bottle in the middle of the night and I saw, you know, so I knew it was still on, but like just not being yeah. used, right? So um, it after I went to make a bottle, I went back in the room, went to sleep. I came back out later when I like woke up, woke up and it was like that. And so I'm like rinsing shit out in the sink and all of a sudden Netflix comes on, it goes to a show, a, a show I don't know anything about, selects an episode and starts playing. Shut right up. my eyes, right? I was totally woke up. I wasn't like twilight, half sleep, confused, none of that. I'm looking over my kitchen counter and I'm watching it go and select an episode and press play. And, and you can't do any of that without the remote. Like there's no, there's no one else in the room. There's no one that could have fucking sat on it and like bumped it or none of that, right? But I didn't feel scared at all. My first instinct was just to laugh, right? I didn't right. question it. I didn't think, is it the man, the spirit here that's in love with me? Is it fucking, I automatically thought immediately of your dad and was like, yeah. had the urge to laugh, right? Yeah. So that was the first thing that happened. There were three things and I can't remember the third. That was the first thing. Then I want to say the next night, um, what time was it? We were all asleep. You know, we go to bed pretty early here. Um, I had woke up a few times. Like I, I'll go to bed at like 10 30 or 11 and feel like I've been asleep for hella fucking hours, but wake up and it's only like 1 30 in the morning and be, and be hella pissed. <laughs> like, cause I think it's like six and it's right. not. So that happened to me a few times. And, um, the, the following day it happened and I was laying in bed and I was just like awake, you know, um, probably ready to get on my phone or something. And all of a sudden there, there's two smoke alarms in my apartment. There's one that's over by like the other bedroom and shit. And then there's one that's right outside of my bedroom door. The one yeah. right outside of my bedroom door starts going off. So oh, I'm immediately like, is my flat iron on? Is it touching something? Is like, what is setting nope. this? So I get up, right? I'm like, great. Everybody's about to wake up. I'm looking at Pease. I'm like, she's about to wake up. She didn't. Okay, that's weird. Because even for me to right. get to bed, she kind of wakes up. She stayed asleep. I went, I had to get a couch pillow and go over in front of it and start waving it, right? Because I'm like looking right. for smoke and I'm trying to like fan the smoke alarm so it'll stop. Bitch, it stops. Nobody in the house woke up. Um, I'm looking around. I'm like, okay, uh, I don't smell any smoke, nothing. I guess I'm just going to lay down. I stayed Billy awake. Bitch, I stayed Billy awake. Wanted the professionals. Yes, he wanted me to like, he was fucking with me. I know it was him. I know, And so after that, you know, I'm nervous, awake, wide awake at that point. So I'm like, you know, laying in bed for maybe another hour and a half. Like, what could that have been? And then I just like laughed to myself, like, you bitch, you're in here fucking with shit again. Like, I know it's, it's like, you. Ha -ha. Yes, there was a third incident. Of course, I, I didn't write it down, so I can't remember what the fuck it was. But I know that was him. This was the, the two sure. days following his passing. I know it was him. For sure. The, <laughs> the day I came home from the hospital... I went outside on the porch to smoke and mm -hmm. something locked me out. The door was locked. I had to call one of the kids to come let me And that out. never happened. Yeah. It's happened it's happened before um you know and I've I've been like fucking Nona. Somebody's doing it because you have yeah, to Yeah, I mean you're constantly shit. in and out of that door though. Yeah. Oh yeah, all day every day and it only happens you know, it doesn't even happen once a month. It's very random. But the day I came home, for, the day he died, I came home and I went outside to smoke and got locked out. Yeah. Because he thinks he's for fucking sure. funny. For he sure. He's getting a kick out of all this shit. I will say, you know, everybody always fucking is, you know, talks shit and cracks jokes How because I always have my phone out. I'm always taking photos and recording. Always. I record everything. And I'm so grateful that I did that because I have so many fucking videos of my dad, so many videos, yeah. so many photos. Um, so record shit, take photos, you guys like, yeah, you'll be some of the shit I can't watch right now. You know, I like to, uh, suppress all my emotions, uh, as an unhealthy coping mechanism and yeah, uh, wait till it all builds up. So some shit I can't watch. Uh, I haven't really been able to write about his death. You know, I always write about everything on Facebook. I'm finally out of fucking jail, but um, 
I can't do that yet, you know, yeah, so yeah. it'll take a while. Um, we're planning. I will say there's, there's a GoFundMe that's set up just, you know, to help cover some of his expenses and also, you know, Carolyn's living expenses um, yeah. to continue after his passing. Um, thank you, everybody that has shared thank it you. and contributed to that, donated. Um, but uh, what I will say is that you wrote that. I don't know how long after his passing, but like, it's so fucking well written that like, oh. I got hell of emotion. Like, as soon as I read it, I was like, oh my God, like, this is so well written. Thank you. So when you do feel like, and when, you know, I know it'll be great for sure. Cause that you killed it. Like as soon as you wrote that. Thank you. Yeah. You know, if, if my dad taught me anything, I've been really thinking about this. If he taught me anything, my relationship with him, it is that sometimes second chances are very worth it. So, yeah, yeah, that's not, it's not every situation. It's definitely a case by case basis, but very grateful that I gave him a second chance. Yeah, I think that is something to to consider. And we actually had a listener that wrote in and said, you know, um, because of of us and like kind of mending things, like me reaching out to my dad, which I thought I would never fucking do. It took me me over 20 years to do it. And then you sharing your story about how you, you know, um, rebuilt your relationship with your dad too. Like that encouraged her to do the same. And so- um, Again, it's like a case by case basis. This ain't going to be like good advice for everybody, but no. she thinks, you know, and she, she, because of, of our stories, you know, that, that encouraged her. So that made me feel good too about that. Yeah. It's very hard to get over, um, trauma that people you love have put you through. Um, however, if you, want a relationship um you know uh god i'm talking so slow right now put this on fucking two times speed i'm just kidding but you know if you do really want a relationship (laughs) baby step it and then see if there's changed behaviors because that's your indicator if there's changed behaviors words people can say whatever they want but if behaviors are changed you know, then that may be an indicator that they're serious about doing right by you this time. Right. So it's it's more of a possibility, like feel it out first. Yeah. I'm just very grateful I did that because even though I want to kill him every fucking day, like (laughs) I've been looking back on some of the videos and um, like Facebook memories pop shit up and they make me die laughing because fucking hilarious and the other thing is you know I say I love you to people that I do love whether we get off the phone whether they leave I say I love you a lot it's very annoying and I get that from my dad every I was looking through our text thread really yeah and every single text message and I mean every one there ain't one every text message he ends it with I love you dad even if it's 12 in a row it's wow I love you dad I love you. Another thing my dad did that used to get on my nerves sometimes is every time he would see me, he would say, God, Chrissy, you're so pretty. Or you look so pretty today, Chrissy. Shut up. Every fucking day. Yes. I will miss that shit. Yeah. Because that boosts my ego. And you love it. I love it. it. Eat it with a spoon. Uh, I do. (laughs) What the fuck? Aw. So yeah. you. So, <laughs> Chrissy, you look pretty today. Chrissy, you look so beautiful. <laughs> um, so there is a GoFundMe um, set up. Um, That's already gotten so much fucking love. Like, fuck. You guys are amazing. Guys. You guys are really amazing. Um, he will be having a celebration of life December 17th at 2 p.m., at the Crockett Community Center in Crockett, California. It is open to anybody who wants to go. You just need to um, be vaccinated or have a negative COVID test within the last 72 hours. 
Um, it's going to be nice and white trash. We're asking everyone to wear their favorite sweats, burn holes. Very in casual. Very, very come as you are. It is. It is. It is going to be a direct representation of my dad for sure. So as it should, I plan on smoking some cigarettes and just thank you very much for like, again, including us in that, you know, like, I think um, a lot of people will appreciate that. Hella people were hitting us for updates and like, you were really great about just making everybody feel included in each step. And I know for a fact, there's a lot of people that will want to attend and, you know, he loves that. He loved he the radio loved show. He loved the radio show. He was so <laughs> fucking proud of us. He was so proud of us. Yes. He was so proud of Hello Dysfunction. So he loved know. the attention that he got from it. Yes. He loved that he was loved. He yes. yeah. He he called it the radio show. And I think it's only right that, like, you know, we the radio we shows the listeners. And, yeah, First. yeah, of course. And then I cut I my hair that. off. I cut my hair off. I did a grief haircut. Yeah. I cut. I love it. Personally, I, I love it. I love it when it's done. It's, I fucking, I didn't think I would love it. I thought I was going to be a while to get used to it, but I absolutely love it. She did an amazing yeah. job. Um, But I did. I let go of about seven inches of fucking hair that needed to go 10 years ago. I let it go. So. Yeah. I have shoulder length hair now. Good for you. <laughs> Uh-huh. And here we are. It's nice. Here we fucking Yeah, are. we're here. It's Thanksgiving week. Um, you know, we don't celebrate that. We we do get together with family, but we're obviously not celebrating fucking genocide. I no, was happy just, that my outfit my outfit arrived for Thanksgiving. It's a crew neck sweatshirt. The front says Columbus was a murderer. Yep. The back says stop. Stop romanticizing genocide. Oh, I love um, it. I'm really excited to <laughs> I'm really excited to wear that and and upset people if possible. I can't um, wait. If you're interested. <laughs> I can't if wait. If you're interested in ordering one for yourself, let me know. I will DM you the store that I ordered it from. And yeah, it's just great. And that's the message that I think we should all be sending this week. Fuck yeah. We uh <laughs> I'm I'm cooking Saturday. Not yeah. tomorrow. I'll be in attendance. My mom. Yeah, actually... and I guess on. Go ahead. Sorry, there's a delay. Go ahead. I know. I was going to say, um, I'm not cooking tomorrow. My mom, bless her fucking heart, actually paid to have her own housekeeper, not the creeps from the fucking agency, but her own housekeeper is coming to my house tomorrow morning to clean my house. And What? Yes, I, it needs it so bad. You know, I have no energy to do anything. I'm so exhausted um, doing all this end of life shit for my dad and the funeral home and the just everything. It's very overwhelming yes. energy. So I, I actually get to have my house cleaned and I'll make sure to fucking tip them 40% because it is a holiday. I'm so glad. Um, that's such, I'm mad that though that she thought of it before me. That's such a great gift to like fucking because I was thinking yeah. I can't send you flowers like that's a waste edible arrangement you're probably not gonna fucking eat it oh my um, god you already did the Botox well still I was trying that to think of amazing. something nice I could do for you that yeah I did gift her a little Botox but it was great you know, I'm like what, what's something nice that I can do for you I was thinking about having your car detailed but no having the house clean that's great and please if you remember, pass on the housekeeper's information yes, because I have I a will. guest coming soon and I definitely need like someone to come and deep clean because I just can't do it. And, oh, I'm getting their info for sure. Yeah, thank you. Mom's, mom's been real secretive with it. Yeah, no, we need it. We don't want the parolee house. No. We want hers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, her personal ones. Please and thank you. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to cook Saturday. Good. Are you cooking? No. Are you going to your mom's? I'm going to go to my mom's on Thanksgiving. I don't usually give a fuck. Like I want to say the last two or three years, I've literally spent it at home. Um, yeah, you have. Like by myself, even like the kids will cut out and like go to some, you know, a relatives or whatever. But this year, um, because, you know, we have peas and shit, we're, we're going to go to my mom's. My mom 
is still not having like a real gathering because of COVID and my family is not comfortable with that yet. So yeah. it's just going to be her household. And then, you know, me and the kids will go by there. And That'll eat, be nice. Yeah. And eat with them. I don't eat like turkey, but I am down for like all the sides. So yeah. That'll be cool. And then your house the following day. So, or Saturday, right? Or you yeah. said, yeah, that'll be cool. I know. I'm I, putting I, the veganism on pause. I will be having mac and cheese. <laughs> right. Looking forward to it. That's what I look forward to is mac and cheese and greens. Like that's literally fucking what I eat. That's and it. And like, and gravy and dressing. Like gravy, I'm all about. You can pour it in my fucking mouth. Dressing, yeah. <laughs> looking forward to all of that hey you guys shit is heavy in the world right now and some days feels like it's falling apart i know for me personally my anxiety has been out of control lately if you're stressed dealing with anger grief trauma maybe having some relationship issues or even having trouble sleeping this is where BetterHelp comes in. BetterHelp is online counseling that is there for you 24-7. Join the already 1 million people taking charge of their mental health today. Eliminate that sometimes awkward feeling of sitting in an office waiting room and connect with a professional counselor in a private environment through text, email, or video chat. If you're not happy with the counselor you get, you can always request another at no additional charge. Join now and receive 10% off your first month with discount code HELLO. That's betterhelp.com slash hello. It's funny because um, usually my godmother cooks and um, she lives like up north, but I don't think she is this year, but um, she, I'm used to her sending down plates for us, like if we don't make it up there. And she always sends some of her greens and like Bunny loves them. I love them. We're all about her greens. And um, Yum. I mentioned it to my mom and my mom was like Googling recipes. And I was like, no, like we're not no. doing that. We're not fucking doing that. She started reading off one to me and I was like, see, that's that white shit. We're not fucking doing that. This ain't going to be um, a test run on a Thanksgiving. No. <laughs> so I shot that down immediately. But yeah, she's going to learn- I- how to make them from someone that makes them not from an online fucking recipe you know who taught me to make greens is a little old black lady in the grocery store what yes a stranger yes she told yeah she was like i was looking at him and she was like have you made greens before and i was like no but i love them and i really want to and she was like i'm gonna give you the basics and she broke it down for me she showed me her heart she showed me what to grab and that was like 12 years ago and i just and your greens it. are actually fucking good as fuck yes it was a little old black lady in the fucking safeway oh my god you'll have to pass that on to me and then my mac and cheese i just created that myself um and everyone's like i want your recipe but i don't have a recipe i just literally i never measure when i cook i just yeah. eyeball and add but it's also a secret too, because you have some weird, um, unexpected ingredients in that yeah, that make it pop. And I feel not, like that's- not white people ingredients, not no, no. Raisins. not raisins or anything. But like you, it's hella good, and I think you need to keep it a secret, a special secret. <laughs> okay, I'll keep it a secret. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, one of our listeners said that in the South, you don't share your recipes. No, no. I mean, even here, you don't. Like, that was just like a, that's a known thing. You know me, the oversharer. I was like, okay. Okay, guys, sit down. Get your notepads out. Yeah, we're not doing that. (laughs) We're not fucking doing that. Um, Wait, real quick, while we were on death, I want to tell you this. So, do you remember hell episodes back when we talked about uh, that facility that um, had the cadavers that were supposed to be donated to science, the bodies, and they were uh, doing weird shit with them. Like there was a bucket of dicks, fucking making art remember- projects and shit. Yes. 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 It was like the Jeffrey Dahmer Institute of fucking body donation. And we were like, Wasn't that's it cool. in Texas? Yes. And they got in big trouble and we thought it was hilarious because yes. they were like, puppet shows and shit. 
Okay. Yes. So I read another article. Um, basically, I want to say this happened in Oregon or Washington, but uh, this investigative journalist contacted a family because he went to, there was a medical oddities traveling show. And it was at, I, w- I want to say it was like in a hotel ballroom and the tickets were like $350 each. And Which I would have paid gladly. Fuck yeah. And basically they were doing live autopsies on cadavers, right? And Bitch, why one, isn't there more of this? I was like, I would fucking pay $350 to go to a live autopsy. That's fucking cool. And, uh, the in- tour. An autopsy tour? Find me the fuck up. The investigative journalist was a snitch and went and called the family of one of the cadavers because, you know, he had the the cadaver had obviously donated his body to science. The investigative journalist called the guy's family and was like, how do you feel about your dad, grandpa being on display for an autopsy and a medical oddity show? And they bitch, were he's a star. That's how I yes. feel. He's a fucking star, bitch. And you're a hater and you're ruining all the fun. Did you take a fucking selfie? Because I would have took a selfie with him. If right. I saw my dad, wow. if I went there and I saw my dad, I would be like this fucking selfie, bitch. We're doing a selfie. This is awesome. Right. Give me all the footage so I can share it with my people now. Yes. And I'm fucking thrilled. What What else do you, do I want you to do with my body? Like, what, what the fuck? Why they not said- do that? They, they said they thought that um, by donating his body, like, it would be done for medical research and shit like that. It's so they were upset. Shit. No, I want you to hold it up and fucking make me dance like a puppet if, if yeah. you're down. Like, I'm cool with all of that shit. Make me, make a, marionette. me a marionette. Yes, make me <laughs> a marionette. Make me a fucking marionette. And so... Yes, what a fucking hater. The family was fucking really upset. Um, I thought it was great. And now I want to go to a traveling medical oddities. Yeah. We should put the word out and just encourage those in the field. Think about a tour. I can help you uh, organize. I'll do, I'll volunteer some time in exchange for tickets. Like I'll curate it. I love that idea. I thought it was fucking great. You know how many other people would love that too? It's not just us. Like other people would fuck with that. Yeah. Oh, traveling medical oddities. You know, before my dad died, I tried to convince him to let me donate his body to science. But he was like, no. Because I really thought, you know, because he has such a severe form of mental illness, I was like, this would be a great brain study um, for a puppet show somewhere. But he right. was like, Both. no, I want buried like a vet in yeah, a pine box. The honoring the service and all that shit. Yes. Fuck so, that. Use my skin for pillow shams. Use my yes. fucking brain to see the physical um, changes in my brain from my mental illnesses. I want mine to be used in the most creative ways, the most artistic and creative ways as possible. Make keychains from your tattoos. Yes. You fucking my fingers. Use my digits as rabbit feet. Yes. Yes. Do it. I don't understand why that shit is illegal. Like, why can't we do that? You bitches made rabbit foots. I think the the laws are different per state and shit because I actually do follow a page um, on Instagram that makes jewelry with hair of dead people and shit. And I got some of my dad's hair off for that. Yeah, see, there, that was a thing back in the day, like way back, you know, 1900s or whatever. Um, they used to do that when a, a relative would pass away. They would have locks of their hair and braid it and put it inside jewelry and shit like that. Um, and there are some people that still keep that that tradition, I guess, alive. I think that's really cool. Like, I want some yeah. physical remembrance, you know, because that holds, you know, that holds a part of them. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of distribute my my body. <laughs> no, really. I love that idea. Um yeah. speaking of fucked up shit, this is a totally different direction. Fucked up, hilarious nonetheless. Well, I thought it was fucking hilarious. So Rich, Rich tells us, you know, we spent all this time together, me, Will and Rich. And, you know, every minute was inappropriate, fucked up shit. Well, Richard tells us, I didn't know this, so 
Rich tells us when the very first time he brought his fiance to meet mom, right? Yeah. Was at their house and mom was drunk. And you want to know what mom did? What? Mom apparently started a conversation about uh, Richard as a baby being born with open heart surgery and then proceeded to lead it into a conversation about Richard's penis. Shut the fuck up right now. Yes, bitch. (laughs) Because that's appropriate. The very first time, okay? And then was commenting on the size of poor Jess's tits. Will you stop? What is wrong? (laughs) And I was screaming. Me and Will were crying, laughing in the car. And Richard was like, it was fucking embarrassing. And I was like, mom, are you drunk? And she was saying no, but I knew that bitch was drunk. And Like, what could make this the worst initial visit possible she covered all bases all bases dude like how horribly awkward but oh my god great that's a good intro to what she can expect from that family oh first you dad always gets (laughs) bad rap always yeah but the the other side's fucked up too in different ways it is it is your mom is definitely inappropriate in her own fucking ways yes you guys think i'm an overshare oh god charlene will butt into your whole life without asking and tell you all about it yeah and then tell you why you're wrong right tell you why you're fucking wrong your mom has a habit of getting physical with me all the time like ever since i was young i don't know what it is i don't really see her do it with other people but she's real handsy constantly She's real fucking handsy with me. And I always be like laughing to myself. Like, bitch, I don't see you do this shit with nobody else. Like, is it a personal challenge? Like, what is it? You're real fucking smack me around handsy all the time. She's trying to assert dominance. She is. It's a personal challenge. Fuck. I notice it every time. And I'm like, all right, all right, Charlene, you got like one more time to smack me and shit. So many people that I know I've met her and they've been, they've been like, your mom's kind of rude. She's scary. And I'm like, no, she's just very uh, curt and brash. Like she just fucking says whatever is in her head. And sometimes she's it's not very opposite of you. She's very nothing like you. She is, she can be rude. She can be, um, yeah. Like if you're not used, it, it'll catch you off guard for sure she's she'll call me a bitch in public and like i just feel like wow like i wouldn't even let my own mom do that but i'm gonna let you do it you know but she's very uh fuck just says whatever pops in her brain come no filter like mom and aggressive yes she's very aggressive and she'll turn around and be like but i'm a nurse do you need any medical help (laughs) that will be included at some point in the conversation and the boys make fun of me they're like you're just like mom because you be like i have a podcast and i'm like i'm i am i'm fucking mom you turn into charlene with strangers when it comes to letting people know what you do for a living yes i can't wait to tell everybody i know which i'm glad because i don't whereas i hide it and it's like my dirty secret that i don't want to share and i'm like look (laughs) at me i have myself on my shirt right now (laughs) all the time (laughs) me guys yeah do you not recognize her that's my face tell me how great i am now tell me how pretty and funny i am please you love the show tell me again um Um, as i sit here at my desk frankenstein is gone did i tell you that i i saw a fucking thing on your story but i didn't know if you launched him out the window knowing you or you no, he's out of here he's out of here and i'm so happy because he's living with mona with my daughter good um for those of you that don't know before i got frankenstein she had also had a ball python named kevin and um kevin bless his soul passed away but you know ever since the loss she's wanted another ball python and i guess she's okay with feeding it or you know she has like family whatever but that was my dilemma the bigger that he got you know the larger food i have to feed him which is and he he didn't stuff on live he needs live rats right so Uh -uh. 
the bigger and bigger they get, like he he's gonna start needing them like the size of my fist soon, no. and I can't I can't do it. And so uh, I was trying to rehome him for a while. The kids were like refusing, but they were also refusing to help me with the feeding process. So I was like, it's either he starves or we fucking rehome rehome and- him. And so. feeding him is traumatic when you're feeding him other big live animals. Like, yeah, like he insists on, on only live. And then you have to watch him do it because now that they're bigger, they can fight back. And you have to make sure they're not like clawing him or anything. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. Yeah. So um, it's pretty fucked up. And I'm glad that she's taken over that responsibility. And she loves him. She takes him everywhere. Back when I first got him, she took him to a funeral, a family funeral, <laughs> as that is. Sometimes he'd be on the fucking steering column, taking kids to school with her. Like, Oh, she, I love it. Yeah, he's living his best life and getting a good. lot more love and attention than he was here. Good, good. Yeah. So Frankie is out of here. You know, when my dad was on his deathbed and I was telling him how proud of him I was, I said, Dad, this is when Carolyn was in the room and I wanted, I said, Dad, I just want you to know how proud I am of you. And this bitch, Carolyn, yells, thank you for your service, Billy. Bitch. (laughs) Is that before she got parked at the wall? After. And I'm like, you're going back in the fucking corner, bitch. That's not why we're saying we're proud of him. Thank you for your service. I was like, shut up, bitch. God damn. It's always good for lightening the mood. It's okay. She wouldn't she wouldn't stop talking. Will pushed her wheelchair into the corner and left her. It's pretty yeah, funny. I don't blame him. She doesn't stop. Like her, you, and my mom. Jesus fucking Christ. You guys never stop talking. But I think she's the, the winner for sure. For sure. For sure. Because you'll be talking about something. She'll start rambling about something from seven weeks ago that has nothing to do with what you're talking about and carry on for two hours and have so much to say about it she don't care about waking up babies she don't care if you're in public she don't care about none of that shit she's gonna get that story out if you have a headache if you're writing something if you're throwing up she does not care she's gonna stand there and tell you every detail (laughs) oh my god speaking of not caring i found so much shit out when i was with the boys so the first time Will brought one of his girlfriends over to our house when we were growing up, we were teenagers. Um, he's walking up the uh, our, you know, our front porch with the girlfriend, and Nona's in the house screaming at Richard about how he's gonna stay a fucking loser if he doesn't get his shit together. And do you want to grow up and be a loser ass fucking garbage man because you're fucking fucking up and blah, blah, blah. Mind you, Will's walking up to the door. They can hear all this. And the girl that Will was dating, her dad was a garbage man. I was just gonna say, but they make good ass money though. Good I, ass had money. I had a client that was a garbage man and good he ass money. the fuck up. Yeah. Yes. But she's screaming, do you want to be a loser garbage man as Will's walking up this girl whose dad is a fucking garbage man. She's like, oh, but my dad's a garbage man, guys. <laughs> and I was like, this fucking family is so fucking It's like ridiculous. a competition. That doesn't beat when Mark first had a holiday with your grandma. It sure don't. <laughs> uh, Carolyn showing her tits. Yeah. Uh, Nona putting uh mustard and yogurt together to put on a canned ham that had gelatinous shit all over it and that's the year i was like okay she's officially lost it i have to take over thanksgiving we went and ate at chevy's that year (laughs) and i was like but you stayed mark you didn't say something's wrong with these white people he was a real team player yeah he was and i was like you fucking that's what you knew you're nuts. You're nuts. Yep. For sure. Um, so lately, I've been peeing in condoms quite frequently for my son, who is not as grateful as he probably should be. And wow. And because of you know, his job, his job is like, you know, they do random pop-up testing and shit. And he, he stopped smoking, but it hasn't been quite a month yet. So right. we're still doing it for the meantime. Right. 
but I mastered it. I had to do two yesterday and I was thinking, you know what? I could be selling my pee like in this exact form. There's a, a way I can transport it, just everything. And I thought, I'm really good at this. What irritated me though is he came in last night and he was like, um, my daddy wanted me to tell you that if you're pregnant, that's gonna show up and had like an attitude when he was telling me. And I was like, okay, I'm not worried about that. Well, you goes, tell them you're pregnant. <laughs> then, no, but then he said it again. He was like, he had to reiterate. And I said, okay, I'm gonna tell both of you, I'm not fucking pregnant. Like that's not a concern right now. But I right. guess he's pregnant that often that they wanted to make <laughs> You're known for fucking getting knocked up a lot. You're known for being pregnant. So let me just, <laughs> don't, embarrass me. don't embarrass me at work, basically. I mean, Papa, Papa was like, hey, remind your fucking hoe ass mom that if she's fucking knocked up, you're fucked. So you better tell While her. While you're like, getting all that pee from your mom, you better make sure that bitch ain't pregnant right now. <laughs> hey, that's fucking great. So the fact that that was like a valid concern, like, had me cracking up last night. I couldn't even Girl, really be mad. Fuck both of you. I'm like, fuck y'all, fuck y'all, but at the same time, you're kind of right. So it's all right. good. Hey, that's hella funny. <laughs> Stinkers comes up pregnant. <laughs> right. He gets fired and he's so mad at me. <laughs> that's hella funny. Hella funny. Um there was an art show that was supposed to take place uh at the beginning of the month. Dude. I don't know if you guys remember. There was like a soft announcement made. There was a lot of preparation involved. I made six new pieces for this show specifically, put in a lot of time, a lot of love and work and um, they're complete, but the show was like canceled. I'm not gonna go into that, but it was not properly, I guess, secured for that date. Dude. And it should have been. So there was a lot of artists included in that show I want to say like 13 or something. And um, I don't know if anybody else prepared the way I did, but I have like six new pieces now and I might just keep it going and make it like a series of 10. I'm thinking about throwing my own show and including, yeah. you know, some more, local, some more local artists that I love. And um, there's, you know, I just, uh, so we're in the planning process of that. I haven't posted them yet because I think I'm going to wait and show them first, but that was just a little update about the art show that didn't take place. <laughs> yeah, that was fucked up. Yeah, but if you're an artist and you have some work you'd like to show or you'd just be interested in, you know, doing that with me, hit me up, DM, and yeah, if I'm you're local, paint. we can put stuff together. I'm going to paint some stuff. You should. Why not? I encourage it. <laughs> I might try. I'll see. I'm, you know, I'm not very artistic. We'll see. What but it happens. might be funny. I'm going to paint a picture of dad. Well, that's the good thing. That's the good thing about art is that like, there's no wrong way to do it. You know True. what I mean? Like nobody, nobody can judge art. And so I, I want people to always keep that in mind. Like they, nobody can tell you it's not good. Nobody can tell you you're doing it wrong. Like it's literally, you can't do that with art. So right. never be scared to like try. Um, and you'd probably come out with some hella cool shit. Honestly. I'll give it a go. I think so. It might be fun. Paint wieners. Um, one thing that I want, I thought about, I I've had migraines and, um, I thought like the last week I thought I was going to have to go to the hospital and like get an injection at one point because I was like throwing up and it was like bad, like probably one of the worst ones I've had ever. Yeah. And, um, it made me think about like the last time I was at the hospital and something that I know a lot of other tattooed people deal with for some reason. Every time I've ever had to go and get an IV, an injection, any type of blood testing, anything, for some reason, medical professionals think that those needles feel the same as a tattoo needle. So they're a lot yeah. less gentle. They're purposely a lot less gentle with you. And they'll yeah. even make a joke about it and be like, because if I look at all nervous, you know, they usually ask people like, do you have a fear of needles? Are you... Uh, prone to like passing out or anything shit like that it got to the point that people stopped asking me because they see 
I'm a heavily tattooed person. And then they'll even go as far as making jokes. So what I have to do now is before they even get to that point, I tell them, do not look at my tattoos as an indication of how comfortable I am with needles because it's nowhere near the same. It's not the same feeling. It's not the Mm -hmm. same type of needle. It doesn't go in as far when you're tattooing, you know, it only goes to the surface layers of the skin. Um, And they don't know that they really like, unless they have tattoos themselves, like they do not fucking know that. Or don't look at my tattoos. I was going to say, or don't look at my tattoos as an indicator of my pain threshold either. They're very that's different. what it is. Yeah, that's totally what it is. And they're like, but you have all these. And I'm like, listen, it's not the same. It's not mm-hmm. even close. It's like apples and oranges. So if you have, you know, tattoos or whatever, and if you do have a fear of needles, I don't have a fear, but like, I can't look at it when they're doing an IV or I can't, you know, and when I've gotten my lips done before, I have fainted before when that happened. Um So like, you know, even though I don't have a fear of it, I've had some bad experiences. So it's to the point now where like I'll mention, hey, like still be gentle with me. Don't assume that I'm hella comfortable with this. Right. And I I forget what the conversation was recently, but a friend of mine was talking about the same, the same problem. That's fucked up. It is. (laughs) So I just wanted to maybe remind people. Yeah. Don't make that assumption. Um, while we're on medical, uh, I just want to update everybody on Pablo Escobar's hippos. <laughs> Remember uh, how we yes, fucking- I have, I have read a headline. Uh, a Colombian environmental agency has already sterilized 24 of the 80 illegally imported Pablo Escobar hippos. Uh, the U.S. actually helped by donating like 55 doses of, a. Uh, immunocontraceptive, you know, to help, um, manage the fucking population because them hippos were taken over and, you know, they're an invasive species and they're out of fucking control. (laughs) They're like, bitch, we run shit like our dad, Pablo. Right. We learned from the best. What I will also say is they've been declared like human. Um, I don't know the right verbiage for it, but like they've been declared having almost the same rights as humans in Colombia to where like they can't be fucked with. Like, did you read they that? They can't be harmed. Yeah, they can't be harmed. <laughs> yeah. Like they're under the same protections as humans now. So leave them the fuck alone. Leave them alone. And yeah, they're they're living their best lives in Colombia. And I think that's so funny. I love that he fucking had hippos. And you know, hippos will fucking kill you, dude. They will kill you. Yes. Um, I don't doubt it. They, I've seen very aggressive footage of hippos. Yes. People think because they're little fat water fucking dwellers that they're all chill. <laughs> they will fucking bite your head off. The fact he had that many is like hilarious to me. Yeah. That they populate, you know, that they multiplied so fucking quickly yeah there's a whole fucking family there's a population of hippos now because of households specifically it's so funny yes where is pablo escobar did he die uh yeah was he killed or like died in jail or i don't know know. i have no idea actually i wonder we should look into that yeah um Remember how I talked about that new plan B pill? Well, I guess it's not super new, but it's it it's a different plan B pill that actually works for people over 150 pounds. Yeah. Uh, it's called Ella. For yeah, those yeah. Of, I couldn't remember the name last time we recorded. Me Real either, cool. but they should be promoting that one in addition to the other, like just mm-hmm. as often, because I was unaware that Same. the weight was even like a factor in in its fucking um whether it works or not yes no i didn't know that not at all that's kind of scary i have something um i I have something funny oh Oh, go ahead i'll take the funny i'll take the funny because mine's okay the funny is um i want to say it was like last week i got a phone call and it was um close family friends and they were like hey why don't you stop fucking talking to me on your little podcast (laughs) i'm talking about me on your little podcast 
shut up. And I said, what? And like, apparently we have some listeners that are, that are maybe seeing a certain ex of mine and (laughs) also some friends of that person that have, um, I said, you know what? We actually have a lot more listeners than I think I realize sometimes. Um, And I think that's great. And it made me feel really good and happy that, you know, um, the world is that small. And I'll just say that, you know, um, it came full circle and some people that actually know that person, let them know that they've heard episodes that are discussing that person. And And now (laughs) over here, like, who was it? It's fucking funny. I mean, they weren't mad. They were like laughing. You know, I try to be respectful. I don't share names. Yeah. I don't share like where they're from. So you would kind of have to know me to know who the fuck I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. But some dots were connected and then um, it kind of got back to them. And so they thought it was funny to call me and be like, hey, quit talking about me on your motherfucking podcast. Did you laugh or were you like, oh shit? Yeah. No, I was hella laughing and I was actually proud and happy that like, you know, our listeners were, were that broad like that, you know, like I uh, love the it. range of listeners. <laughs> yeah, it made me happy. And I was like, fuck you. Like, I'm going to continue talking about it because it's my life. And you're like, now you I'm going to find whatever. more stuff to talk about. So that's what I said. That's exactly what I said. I said, I'm actually going to shout them out. So why don't you tell me their fucking names? And he wouldn't. So whatever but I think that's great I think that's great and he was also annoyed um one was also annoyed that like somebody he was talking to um like romantically interested in or whatever posted a screenshot of our podcast on their story and he was like god damn it like I can't get away from this bitch like (laughs) he's like now I'm not fucking with you bitch (laughs) and he's like why do you have to be fucking everywhere like everywhere I turn somebody is fucking connected so I thought that was cute I think that's great yeah you know I I love anything to do with the show so I'm like yes yeah me too I was super juiced I was like aha that's what you get (laughs) you'll never get away yep too bad um so I have an awkward situation that I was gonna bring up just because it's kind of funny Um, there's someone that I know that I haven't talked to in quite a while, but we still are like friends on social media and all that kind of shit. But like, I ain't seen this person or talked to them, you know, one-on-one in a pretty long time, but I've had the same phone number for a long time. They have my name or something like crossed and saved as someone else in their phone. So I'd say like once or twice a year, they hit me up and they're like, sending really like suggestive text messages and shit thinking that I'm some dude (gasps) and the first couple of times I was just like wrong number wrong number but I didn't want to block them because you know like they are a friend and I'm like Mm -hmm. what if they do ever need to like get a hold of me but this is fucking awkward you know I'm the type I don't want to tell you if you have a booger in your nose I don't want to tell you if you're talking sexy and it's me and it's not him that you thought I don't they're like they're sending texts like my pussy's dripping wet. Where are you? And you're like, hey girl, how you been? I can't, like, there's no way for me to comfortably tell them that, right? And I just keep thinking, please, God, don't let them send any nudes or anything. You're the best person that this could have happened to because you're Oh my so God, because it's, it's making me um so fucking uncomfortable to where finally I was like, fuck it, you know what? Fuck. So like, they got smart with me a couple of times. They were like, oh, for real? Like, you're not gonna answer me for real? And then like, I'm like, did they see this person yeah. in public or something? thing and so like they think like uh this like rekindled some I don't know some feelings or whatever I finally blocked this person because I was so afraid that like some nudes were coming or something and I was just like I cannot tell them this is Potafria like because you know just my secondhand embarrassment is so strong but how would you like I can't you're like I can't tell them it's Potafria because we have a year-long history of sexting together now (laughs) They have no idea. They're going to go back and look now at the text thread and know how many years they've been doing this shit. (laughs) Yes. So how do you 
how do you handle something like that? Do you think you would tell them? You probably would have told them right away. I would have been like, Tiffany, bitch. I don't want to know about you, <laughs> pussy. It's fucking crystal, you idiot. Fuck. I don't know why I didn't like initially do that. I think like time had passed. And then I, I didn't want to start the conversation or I didn't want to feel like uh like start up and feel the embarrassment for that. Per- I don't know. Right. I don't know why. I should have just said it right away, but I didn't. Now it's way too far gone. I can't like, oh my God. But yeah, that happened recently. And I was just like, fuck, let me just block them. And then if they hit me up like on social media for a phone number, I'll just be like, I don't know. Like I must've blocked you a long time ago. By You're like, I can't give you my number. <laughs> I'm not mature enough to handle this situation and like, let them know it's me. (laughs) Shut dude. I'm so glad it happened to you because it makes you get so awkward. It's so fucking funny, dude. It makes me so so frustrated and embarrassed and like, fuck, stop. Yeah. You're one of the most, you're one of, you're one of the most opinionated, outspoken human beings I know, except when it comes to stuff like this or- Yes. Or um, boogers or fucking intimate, like, personal things. You get so weird and it's so fucking funny. I, I get bothered. So bothered. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's, I think shit like that's hilarious. And you're like, oh my God, I can't do no, this. I'm going under the couch. Yeah. I thought I'll be under the couch. Kick. I thought you would kick out of that. Oh, it makes me fucking overjoyed, dude. God. <laughs> anyways i have a lot of other stuff to talk about but i will we've kind of been on one so i'll save it for our patreon episode this week if you guys are not already subscribe to our patreon you will get an additional full-length episode every week uh i'm happy to get back to recording you guys we've missed you same same i need some consistency it's been so we need some yeah definitely if i don't have structure it's chaos. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm really happy to get back on our schedule and um we have a lot of shit to cover. There's been a lot of weird shit going on in our lives and um I'm looking forward to sharing it. Oversharing. Oversharing is our specialty. For sure. I and can I just say again I'm really grateful for all of you this whole community we've built. Um I've felt every bit of the support and I've read all the messages even if I don't write out a response like I've read every single one of them and I'm eternally grateful for all of you so thank you so so much much. support so much support and encouragement and just like uh like a family we've kind of put together and for you know we don't really have like real family like a a huge um I mean we have some but like very small large yeah it's not like a large you know, um, amount of family members that we're close to. So putting together something like this is really comforting, especially in times like this. Definitely. And I'll tell you guys next episode all about how I reached out to my brother's mom. Oh yeah. That'll be great. And stuff. So (laughs) you guys can hear about that next episode. Good times. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you guys. Suck it easy. Go to bed.